0: I don't have any idea what to do with my free time right now. I think I need a hobby. Welcome to Locked on Spartans. I am your host, Will Hunter, battling through a little bit of a head cold as it uh, tends to happen to me during the month of December. You know, it'll spread into January and and February a little bit, but the cold weather gets to me. Welcome to Locked on Spartans. Thank you so much for listening to the show, tuning in today. It is appreciated. Guys, we are in the middle of a lull, a huge lull. We got five more days until Michigan State takes the floor in basketball. And that game's against Green Bay. Not even the good Green Bay with like Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, playing football and all that stuff. No, Green Bay, uh, we're projected to win by like 60. We don't... (laughs) We've got two more pretty cupcake games after that uh, Big Ten play doesn't start till November, or January 2nd um, Michigan State football doesn't play for 20 more days their bowl game is is the, what is it the 31st uh, like we are in the middle of a lull but we're gonna get through it we're gonna get through it together uh, just because the team is not on TV uh, doesn't mean we don't have a ton of things to talk about. We are uh, just about a third of the way through the season. It's a good um, sort of natural breaking point because there is, you know, from December 8th, I think was the game, or, or six or whatever, the, the game against Florida to the start of conference play is about a month. And in that month, there are literally three games, three non-conference games against, uh, all, you know, all home games against really low-level teams, mid-major teams, uh, that you're projected to win by 25 points, 20, you know, 25 points again, uh, and, and 19 points. So none of them are uh, expected to be particularly close. Northern Illinois is the toughest challenge. They're a middle-of-the-pack team just in terms of the country. Uh, so it's it's like a good natural breaking point, right? So today I'm going to, you know, do some assessment-type stuff, just sort of where is this team at? Where do they need to get better? Uh, how am I feeling about them confidence-wise as they you know, do their last tune-up uh, and get exams out of the way, really, uh, go home, spend Christmas with their families, and then come back uh, in the new year and get re- ready to compete for a Big Ten championship. So, we'll do that a little bit today uh, for the first segment or so, uh, depending on how things play out time-wise. I want to get into specifics. Uh, on a couple of players today, I want to look at Cassius Winston and Josh Langford's numbers a little bit deeper, and we'll do this, I think, uh, tomorrow I want to, you know, do a show that talks, is, it's just going to be Freshman Wednesday, I think I'm going to call it, so we're going to talk about the freshmen and just who's contributing what, who can we expect to see, who, we, <laughs> who might we not see again this year, uh, so we'll do that tomorrow, but today, you know, Thursday, I'll probably bring it back, and then we'll see where we're at Friday, uh, but I want to do as we're like I said yesterday, uh, with more gaps between games and things slowing down a little bit in terms of football coming to a close. Uh, we're gonna have more time to, frankly, get more in depth with these players. So uh, today is gonna be Cassius Winston and Josh Langford. Next week might be you know Nick Ward. Might do a Xavier Tillman. In between then, a Kenny Goins. You know, just to get. Uh, you know, a deeper look at what these guys are doing so we have uh, maybe a better appreciation in some cases or in some cases we can demand more uh, from a guy who's maybe underperforming a little bit. Okay, that's probably the longest intro uh, I've ever done, uh, but I think it was necessary. Follow the show on Twitter at OnSpartans. Follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter one L two underscores. Email the show spartans at gmail.com. If you want to take part in the show, there is not a better time than now. Email me there with a topic, a question. I'm always down to do Q&As. I don't uh, use Twitter to solicit questions as much as I probably should. I probably will get that going uh, in the next couple of weeks as I'm running out of topic ideas. But you can always email uh, things there, and I will do my best to answer them on the show. Uh, Unless you subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes if you wouldn't mind. Okay, let's... Get to some basketball. Ten games into the season right now, Michigan State sitting at a cool eight and two, uh, top ten team in the country, number nine in the AP poll, number nine in the coaches poll, number eight in Ken Palm Um uh, all things considered, probably the start, uh, had you pulled me aside preseason and be like, you know, first look at these first ten games, Kansas through Florida, before the non conference nonsense. Uh where do you think this team is at? And I probably would have given you 8-2 and two or 7-3. and three. Uh, You know, Kansas is a tough ask. Um, you know, like, going on the road against Louisville, going on the road against Florida, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, having two neutral site games against UCLA and Texas, it's, you know, dropping one of those is, is understandable. And the one they dropped was at Louisville uh, in a weird game. In overtime, when their best player, their most important player, fouled out, uh, so eight and two uh, to start in the ten game stretch here uh, is kind of right with expectations. I thought at times they've looked phenomenal. Obviously, the UCLA game sticks out. Second half of the Kansas game, second half of the Texas game, uh, they were really great against Iowa. They looked really good against uh, Rutgers and Spurts. It, it, it was kind of. Um, Sloppy at times. It was a bit of uh, you know wrestling in the mud <laughs> with Rutgers at the rack, uh, and they were playing hard. But at, at times, you could tell Michigan State was just a superior team, skill wise, and put together some really nice things. Uh, offensively, I think this team is just outstanding. They've shown themselves to be. Um, more efficient than I thought they'd be. They're number 5 in adjusted efficiency on offense. Uh, so that's really obviously elite. The number 5 offense in the country in terms of efficiency. And they really they're shooting it okay. Uh, the the three, they're they I mean comparatively to the rest of the country, they're shooting the ball really well. They're 30 uh, 25th in three-point percentage uh, which is great. That's a that's a great number but I think it's a little lower than they would like. I think they'd like to shoot over 40%, which is a tough ask, but Cassius Winston, and we'll get to him is his shootings down a little bit. Josh Langford has ticked up a bit. I think uh, Matt McQuaid is shooting somewhere in the mid thirties. I expect that'll come up a little bit. Uh, So I think while they're shooting it really well compared to the rest of the country, I think they would tell you that we can shoot it better. Uh, Right, and they're, they're 78th in the country at two-point percentage. Uh, that's with two guys that shoot above 60% in the mid-60s in Ward and Tillman. Um, that uh, In that, you know, 54.4% is 78th in the country, and that's well and good. And I, I think they would tell you the same thing as the three-point percentage. They want that to be higher. It's a really good team. Their true shooting percentage is really good. But, and this is one thing that I, I'm going to talk about, Cassius Winston's shooting is down this year. Uh, so if he can return to, uh, I mean, he's kind of at his freshman level right now. His numbers are similar to his freshman year in terms of shooting. Uh, if he can get back closer to what he shot like last year, which is a tough ask, but I, I think he can. I think just the minutes and, and his legs and stuff uh, kind of wore on him here recently, and his shooting has slumped a little bit. But uh, their shooting's going to get better, I would think. So offensively, it's just a really dynamic offense. They've done a great job getting Nick Ward uh, involved and in, in keeping him involved. Uh, and like uh, we talked about yesterday, uh, making adjustments. Nick Ward, it doesn't, I don't know, you, you can miss it sometimes because it kind of all looks similar. But, you know, he's in the post. He gets the ball in the post and he scores. <laughs> but Nick Ward is a much more versatile player on offense than he was even last year. Uh, he's doing different things. He's passing it a little bit better. Now he made some good passes out of double teams against Florida, uh, which led to open shots. So his game is improving down there. And Xavier Tillman is just uh, a world better at uh, playing down low at finishing around the rim, uh, having touch, but also being able to play with some power down there and is rebounding too as well. So, uh, you know down low they're they're a more dynamic team offensively down low than I thought they would be I knew we'd get good stuff from Nick I didn't think we'd get uh this much improvement from Xavier Tillman already I didn't think Kenny Goins I mean Kenny's been a solid player always uh good energy guy guy that can block a shot and is going to grab rebounds uh I didn't think he would be this great of a passer for a big uh when he's somewhere uh, around the top of the key he does a phenomenal job uh, at feeding bigs uh, he is I think he had seven assists the other night against Iowa uh, and and maybe five against Florida I'd have to look it up I don't have it on the top of my head but he had some great entry passes to Florida he and that was like there were a couple buckets that were 100% based on his entry pass so the offense uh, as a whole and Kyle Arnes is, is really showing stuff this year uh the offense as a whole is much more dynamic than i think uh than i thought it would be i don't think many people if you would have surveyed the room uh would have thought that this team would have uh, a top 5 offense the uh, this you know 10 games into the season so that's been a really pleasant uh, surprise and it's something that i think is totally sustainable i mean if you've watched this team uh, it felt like they put up a stinker against Florida, but Florida's you know a top five defense in the country. Uh, everywhere else, uh, their point totals. I know their you know their offensive rating is one hundred and seventeen point nine. That means if they played a hundred possession, hundred possessions, they'd score that many points against uh, an average, Nash, er, <laughs> an average college basketball team. Um, so yeah, one seventeen point nine is that number, but like. Even in total points per game, which sometimes is easier for people to sort of visualize, here's their totals 87, 106, 80, 101, 87, 78, 78, 78, 90, 63. I mean, they are an absolutely uh explosive offense. They get uh they get buckets and they're not even I think at a point right now that they really want to be tempo wise um We'll talk more about tempo, but I think they can really, you know, we're up against a little break here, but I think they want to speed it up, basically, uh, from where they're at, which is a crazy difference compared to previous years. We'll talk about that more after the break, but first here, I've got uh, a word from sling tv guys if you are sick and tired of paying for all these cable channels that you just never even watch when all you want to do is watch the spartans well you got to give sling tv a shot it is the best way to watch college sports it's only 30 dollars a month and you get espn fs1 and all those different sports channels uh and right now listeners to this podcast can sign up for sling at Sling.com slash lockdown and get a seven day free trial. That's right, seven days free, free week to give it a shot. Sling.com slash lockdown. You can stream Sling on your big screen all the way down to your smartphone, all your devices. There's no useless channels, no long term contracts, no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. So sign up now at sling.com slash lockdown. That's S L I N G dot slash lockdown. Get that seven day free trial. And after that, it's only $30 a month. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. And if your company is looking for a new way to reach customers, you could be mentioned right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their favorite shows. And our demographic is more educated and earns more money than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast. Email me at lockedonspartans at gmail.com. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's talk about tempo. Yeah, tempo, tempo, tempo. So this is actually a really interesting Michigan State team. Uh, so they uh, their adjusted tempo right now is 71.3. Now, what does that mean? That means if they played against an average-paced Division One basketball team, they would have 71.3 possessions in a game that ranks them 120th in the nation, which is right at the bottom of the top third. So they're uh, an above average team pace wise, but they are out of this world compared to Michigan state teams of the past in terms of pace. Like they are lightning fast and I think they still want to turn it up even more. Uh, so just for like some quick reference points here, last year's team uh, adjusted tempo 67. Uh, that is 200. That was 234th in the country. Uh, four possessions less than this year's team. Same in 2017. Uh, 66 and a half in 2016. 63 in 2015. 64 in 2014. 63 in 2013. You're getting the point, right? 2009 66. 2010 65. Uh, as long as, like, 63 back in 2002, 2005 is 66. These teams are all, you know, ISO teams always, always bottom half of the co- the country in terms of pace. And last year's team was really quite slow. Uh, I'm surprised by that. Uh, but this year's team is 71.3, four, po- four possessions faster than pretty much any team uh, that they've had in recent years. And they, I think, want to keep it go. They were, they. I think they want to get faster. They were in the seventies in terms of pace to start the season. Uh, I think, and I think you've seen this too as well when you watch this team. Uh, if they ever start getting bogged down in any way, they immediately go into transition, uh, like at a frenetic rate. Like we gotta get running, we gotta move the ball, we gotta go, 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 uh, because it helps kick them out of that little. You know slump that they're in. It's an easy way uh, for them to generate buckets. The problem is when you go faster, you're moving the ball quicker and more. You know, trying to be more effective and creative with it. You're moving quickly. You're making decisions faster. You're going to turn the ball over more. Uh, This is something not that Michigan State is the war or (laughs) Michigan State's the Warriors, uh, but the Warriors turn the ball over a ton in the NBA and it's because they're moving it so much. They're playing at a breakneck pace, uh, and they're trying to do really creative things with it. A little bit of that is going on, I think, with Michigan State. That's why some of the turnovers are up a little bit. The pace is up, and the possessions are up, and if you're going to you know, play more possessions at a faster pace, uh, you're going to turn it over a little bit more. That's just kind of how it, it happens. But I think the trade-off is worth it because this team in transition Uh, although they don't have that sort of Brandon Dawson, uh, Miles Bridges type above-the-room explosive player. Aaron Henry does that a little bit, but no one on the break. Like Their transition game is uh, sometimes they'll get layups, but it always seems like they push, 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 and then the defense doesn't quite get set back yet, and then at the end of the transition, someone comes open on a three. Like Cassius brings it up court, probes a little bit, uh, finds a space and then a trailing Langford on the wing or trailing Arns on the wing or someone trailing at the top of the key. Uh, I think Goins has hit one like that. Draymond Green used to be the king at doing that, the, the trailing step into the three at the top of the key. But I think that's been a really dynamic part of their offense. It's something that's really helped them uh, score the ball a ton is that sort of back end of the transition three. And I think that they like that. I they've said publicly, Izzo said it, the team said it. They want to get shots uh, efficiently and early in the shot clock when they can, because they're playing at a higher pace. If they get work into an open shot, uh, you know, and there's 22 seconds left on the clock because they're finishing up a transition, uh, and they've you know the defense is discombobulated, and and Josh Langford comes open in the corner, like take the shot. Uh, They've been taking more shots earlier in the shot clock this year and I think that's good there's a lot of studies a lot of evidence to suggest that the teams who shoot earlier in the shot clock uh, shoot the ball better because generally they're taking open shots they're not you know waiting for uh, you know the back half of the shot clock to initiate their offense and then if nothing happens on the first set uh, then you quickly move to another one and it gets bogged down and then you've got three seconds left in the shot clock and someone's hoisting a, a freaking step back mid-range two with no prayer of going in because they have to get a shot off before the shot clock. Uh, that's, you know, that's uh, an older school way of, of of thinking is, you know, wasting time standing around moving the ball be bopping around on the perimeter for 10 seconds before you get into a set. And I've seen a lot, a lot less of that for Michigan State this year. Last year, my gosh, there were times, and I know you guys are with me on this, there were times they'd be up eight on someone with four minutes left and they'd stop running offense. They would they would bop around on the perimeter until there were 10 seconds left on the shot clock and it would end up with Miles uh, or Langford just jacking along two or, or jacking a three with two guys in his face and they just stopped running offense. It saw it for a second against Florida, and then they got back to it a little bit, and they ran some nice sets. Um, but I've seen that a lot less this year. There's a lot less wasting time with this team. They have a purpose, uh, and they move the ball a lot. I think uh, a couple of opponents, uh, they really, like I said, they were 70th in tempo uh, just a few games ago, but uh, Rutgers has really slowed them down, and Florida really slowed them down. And some of it, you know, it's adjusted tempo, so it takes into account who you're playing. But I think in both of those games, uh, Florida totally controlled the pace of the game, uh, and Michigan State could not get out and run like they wanted to. That was evident. And, uh, you know, quotes post-game from coaches and players uh, both like, confirmed that. Like, hey, we wanted to get out and run. They had the clamps on us. We just couldn't. Uh, And Rutgers was able to slow it down a little bit too. So I think as, you know, we move through these non-conference games, we'll see how they go because we're going to see some weird things happening if if Michigan State gets up 30 or God forbid they're like only up five with five minutes left or in a close game. Uh, And I don't think we take a ton from these next three games, but we'll see where this pace shakes out. It's something to watch for and something else it's tough to know uh, if you're not looking at the stats keeping track of it. It's tough to know where they're at, but that's something I'm absolutely going to be conscious of. You know, if they move up pace after these three nine conference games uh, and are running a ton and the offense looks great, I'm going to let you guys know that that's going on. Uh, Cause I'm, you know, the team sure knows that uh, you guys should know that as well. And it's just something to keep in mind, uh, especially in the big 10. A lot of teams like to play slow. A lot of teams this year are really slow paced teams. So we'll see how that all uh, plays out. All right. Next, I want to talk about, uh, we're gonna get a little in depth, in depth on Cassius Winston and Josh Langford's statistics. But first, I need to tell you about the unprecedented things the Locked On Podcast Network is doing on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, follow at Locked On Net, and you get all the Locked On Podcast Network local hosts covering their NFL or NBA teams on one feed. It's great during games; you get breaking news, you get this unique local perspective, and on Instagram. Locked on Net is giving you the biggest stories in just one minute on your Instagram stories and then longer editions on the biggest stories of the day in your feeds. So make sure you follow Locked on Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Welcome back to Locked on Spartan segment three here on Tuesday, December 11th. Show I love doing that social media read, it is my favorite. It's not even something I definitely have to do that is required by the people I work for. I love doing it. It's my favorite. It's the best. All right, let's talk about Cassius and Langford. Um, So Ken Palm has this real cool thing where they sort of break down... Uh, all sorts of stuff like from an inter- individual level like percentage of minutes they played uh, offensive rating you, you know percentage of the possession shooting uh percentage of shots like how many it's how many times does like player x take the shot at the end of the possession true shooting percentage defensive rebounding percentage turnover rate all this stuff free throw rate free throw percentage block percentage and then they're able to uh, he's able, the website's able to sort of compare it to the conference and the national average. So, right now, Cassius averaging uh, 77.8% of the minutes. He's playing 77.8% of the minutes. That is up 8% from last year and up uh, 27% from his freshman year. Uh, that's an obvious thing. We know Cassius is playing more minutes, he's had NBA minutes uh, a few times. This season, uh, especially in this last little stretch here. So the the time off is really going to help him. And we saw a shot really struggled against Florida uh, three point percentage. He is at thirty nine point three percent from three four hundred and forty fourth in the country. Uh, 4.29 in conference, 10th in the conference. Last year, he shot four, <laughs> He shot 49.7% and 56% in the conference. Those maybe not are, are repeatable numbers. Cassius is a great shooter, uh, but he's going to log more minutes this year, and he's going to be asked to take more shots. Uh, so I think it's fair to think to expect that his 500 shooting percentage from three will come down a little bit. Uh, but I think he should still be around forty-five percent. He's not going to shoot fifty percent from three, but I think he should. Sh- he'll end up around forty-five percent. He's at thirty-nine now. He's got some room to tick upward. His free throw rate, uh, free throw percentage, he's shooting eighty-four percent this year after shooting ninety percent last year. Uh, some of that's like just you know negligible. Like uh, yeah, you missed one here, missed one there. I think that'll be fine. Uh, something that really uh, stuck, like one thing that stood out immediately. Uh, and I should have actually started with this. Cassius Winston takes 27.4 of the shots for Michigan State. That's 268th in the nation. Last year, he took 20% of the shots. He's bumped up by 7.5%. His shots, his true shooting percentage has fallen 13%, and his uh, effective field goal percentage has also fallen 13%. Now... Uh, He counteracts, obviously, the the lack of, of, not the lack of shooting, but the drop in shooting this year. He's uh, still number six in the country in assist rate at 41.7%. Yeah, I think the main thing to take from all this is Cassius is playing uh, or has been playing a a few too many minutes. He's adjusting to a new role, maybe more than anyone, because I went through these different numbers for like Langford's uh, shot percentage. Shockingly, uh, hasn't changed a ton. <laughs> his his is interesting. Uh, his minute percentage has gone up as well, but Cassius has a really high minute percentage, takes a lot of shots, uh, has a lot of possession of the ball, is one of, you know, 256 in possession percentage in the country. Uh, that doesn't seem like a ton, but he's up, you know, 3.5% from last year. He's got the ball more, more is more is on his shoulders he's playing more minutes he's shooting it more uh, he's gotten a little tired I think just a little I mean he's in he, we saw it against Florida he was really special and dynamic in moments and then he was just you know brain fart uh, didn't have great lift on his threes was you know short on some airballed the the first three of the game. Uh, and I don't I think he shot over five from three for the game or over six from three from the game, which is something that he never does. So uh, it's just something to monitor moving forward. He's still having a really uh, like he's an outstanding player, having an outstanding season, really high ranked in the conference and a lot of things, even though it's only two conference games. Uh, you know, it's crazy when he's shooting 39 percent from three and you're like, well, he's having a down near from three. Uh, but that's where we're at right now with Cassius. But he's still. Uh, having a solid season, we're just seeing maybe an adjustment period for him where he's taking on more of a role. Uh, Josh Langford, surprisingly, so his minutes are up, uh, but his his shot percentage, he's only taking 1% more shots than he did last year. I didn't realize how many shots Josh Langford took last year. His possession numbers are up just a little bit. His shot numbers are up just a little bit, uh, but he's shooting way better this year he's shooting 44 percent from three after shooting 40 percent last year shooting 47 percent from two after shooting 44 last year uh he has to get those two point numbers up and frankly he shoots too many long twos I think everyone knows that about Josh uh when you shoot you know what is it 20 points lower two percent lower he shoots 47 percent from two 44% Three percent or 44% from three, almost 47%. So he's basically 2.5% points better at twos than threes. Uh, that can't happen. He's got to be able to get to the rim more uh, than he has so far this year, but he's shooting it really well from the perimeter. He's an outstanding shooter. His uh, true shooting percentage is up uh, 7 percentage points. His uh, effective field goal percentage is up 6 points from last year. This is funny. So his the, there are similar players, right, little, little comps. Uh, one for this year's uh, Cassius Winston season is Fred Van Vliet in 2015. Remember him? Point guard for Wich- that really, really good Wichita State team. Uh, that was the first one for Cassius. The very first one for Joshua Langford for this season is Darrell Summers' two, uh, 2010 season, which I've seen that debate a number of times on Twitter. Who would you rather have Darrell Summers, like, or Joshua Langford, like just the career of them just because of the peaks and the valleys. I think Josh is going to find fi- a finding more consistency and be going to become a more complete player than like we never saw drill summers totally put it all together consistently. We saw stretches, obviously the tournament run. Uh, but I think, you know, Josh is a guy who's capable of that, but I think he's also capable of a more consistent run through the season. We're seeing it, for the most part, there's been a couple hiccups here, a couple there. But Josh has been shooting the absolute lights out, hit some huge shots against Florida. His assist rate is edged up. His turnover rate is up a little bit. Um, but I, it's, I'm it's i not totally concerned about that. It's kind of right back to his freshman year level. Some of that, I think it'll come down a little bit, frankf- frankly. And I think some of it can be attributed to pace. His steal percentage is up on defense, uh, his rebounding rates uh, are up on the defensive end, uh, down a little bit on the offensive end. That's the thing with Josh. We need to add some peripherals to his game, a little bit more in the rebounding, tick that assist rate up, and uh, knock that turnover rate down a little bit, and he'll be just right as rain. Right, like he's shooting eighty-two percent from the line. There's very little to complain about with Josh, uh, aside from his two-point uh, long two-pointers uh, and the the propensity to turn it over occasionally. So. Yeah, just interesting that he's compared to Darrell Summers there. Uh, His shooting has been fantastic this year. It was solid last year, but he's, you know, he's nationally ranked now in terms of true shooting and things like that. Uh, Number nine guy in the conference shooting threes. So that is all very positive stuff. And. Uh, we'll be definitely keeping track of that as we move through the season and see uh, where they'll end up. Josh and Cassius end up as shooters because they're two of the best in the country. We've got two of the best shooters uh, of, the, of the ball from three in the country on our team. Uh, so that's good. It's a good thing to have. All right, that is going to wrap it up uh, for today's edition of Locked on Spartans. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk about the freshmen. Yeah, the freshmen. Those who are playing, those who aren't playing, those who might play, uh where all that stands right now. Uh follow the show on Twitter at onspartans. Follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore hunter one l two underscores email. The show locked on at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it wherever uh actually no, you have to do that on iTunes. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, but rate and review on iTunes. Uh, That would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We will be back tomorrow around the same time with another edition of Locked on Spartans. Until then, go green.